25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hey, what's up? Let's go. And then what the kids say, Roger? Lego! <laughs> we used to have Legos. Now the kids just say Lego. And it means let's go. Let's get started. That's what we're going to do here on this Monday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Local agents that we kind of consider hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. And we stay connected to you here on the show throughout uh, the day, even when we're not on the air. I'm posting, tweeting, uploading, videoing, live streaming, <gasps> Instagramming, blogging, vlogging, and whatnot, thanks to C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. How cool is this? I don't know where to start because I have a special guest in the studio whom I admire, who many of you know and admire and are jealous of. I'm just going to be honest. Many of you are jealous of him. And uh, and we also have Robert St. John here in the studio. <laughs> no! How about that? Robert St. John, what's up? Hey, Matt, how are you, man? How, uh, it's good to be up here today. I, well, and did you get to hang out with Bo a little bit this morning? I, I went and saw Bo earlier, and, and then uh, I got to see Roger on his birthday. That's what I'm right? talking about. Yeah, Roger, big happy stay, stay around long enough, you go to the party. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a party tonight, yeah, right? Right, right. going to keep it on down low. Because we don't want to be just flocked with fans and oh, absolutely. paparazzi and the like. But we are having a party. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a birthday party. It's just going to turn into that birthday party a little and, bit later. And Robert, probably being in the business, knows why a radio station will have a Christmas party on a Monday night. <laughs> yes. I just actually I do a column in, in newspapers and I just wrote, I was I'm I was in the rest uh before I got in the restaurant business I was in radio business uh-huh. four years I was a, a dish jockey all through high worked full time all through Let's high say, school that's how you make a small fortune right yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. With a large two dollars and thirty cents an hour was minimum wage <laughs> in the late seventies yes but the the dirty secret had I had the money I would have paid somebody to work in radio I loved it. But uh, what I wrote about this week in my column actually was my very first Christmas bonus. I, uh, we had our corporate uh, manager's dinner last night uh, for, for all the restaurants, and I thought back to that very first uh, Christmas deal we had at, at the boss's house, at the radio station owner's house, and I remember thinking, oh, man, it's, you know, I'm in the corporate world now. I'm a disc jockey. I'm a junior executive. I'm going to get a big bonus and the whole thing cash. I was spending the money like, me. I'm going to buy a used car. Maybe I can... There's enough left over to get a cassette deck for the used car and this whole thing. 
And I uh, went to the party. They doled out the uh, Christmas bonuses, and it was a fruitcake. <laughs> uh, honest to God, that's a true story. Fifteen year old, and I, you know, I thought, oh, man, I'm gonna get a bunch of cash, and I got, I got a fruitcake. Well, and look, I've said here on this show before that I, I don't understand why people hate fruitcakes. I, it, I like fruitcake, but I think I'm starting to realize it's because that was the gift you got when they couldn't yeah. afford to give you something else, right? Yeah, yeah. I threw mine out the window on the way home, to my <laughs> but. Uh, there's in Italy now. There's the there's a yard. there's something called panettone over in Italy, and it's a fruit cake, but it's light. It's kind of like brioche, and it's really light, and it's got a little bit of fruit in it. It's really really good. Yeah. But uh, just that heavy dense fruit cake, well, especially for a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was expecting cash and yeah, and got a fruit cake. Well, and um, you know, there's lots of different kinds of fruit cake. Um, Pelosi, for instance. No, I'm kidding. That's for you, Roger. That's for you on your birthday. All right, there you go. <laughs> We're not going to do political stuff. No, no uh, Roger, I mean, Robert St. John, uh, noted chef, author, um, television star, the show yeah. uh, going well on, uh, on MPB. That's right. Uh, palette to Palette. That's it. It's still, still going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just filmed season four. In Rome, Amalfi, and Naples back in October. And this March, we're heading over to Spain. We'll film season five. Uh, all really, we're covering the whole uh, country of Spain. So, yeah. this is why water jealousy comes in. It, uh, we're jealous. Well, yeah, it's work, man. But you gotta, <laughs> if you gotta work somewhere, that's not a bad place to work. That's right. Okay. And, and listen, if you're tuning in today, uh, this is what I want you to know. We're not just having fun talking to Robert, and that's not the purpose anyway. There is something going on. I mentioned it to you on this show um, probably a couple, three weeks ago when we saw it, saw it on social media, that you really need to know about that is really cool. It's kind of a once in a lifetime. I don't think this has happened before where you're going to have three, the three really biggest names in football, well, three of the biggest, uh, certainly three of the, the biggest names that are retired at this point in football in the state of Mississippi all at one table for a good cause. So where do we start talking about this? Yeah, so it's a really cool thing. Extra Table, uh, which is a, a charity I founded about 10 years ago, we're doing something called Mary Mississippi. And we've had 12 days of auction items. Uh, the first day I, I gave away a trip to Italy with White Waters and me. Uh, he gave away something. There's been a, a quail hunt, uh, a big golf package. There have been a lot of different packages. The 12th and final package is something that – is very very cool. We're calling it Mississippi Football Legends Dinner. Mm-hmm. It and is what, a very appropriate name, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And so what this is is uh, the the bidding actually started at five a.m. It'll end at eight p.m. tonight. So the people who are bidding now are bidding for themselves and three of their friends. So four people to go to dinner with in the same room, a private room. Archie Manning, Brett Favre, John Bond, and Rick Cleveland. Who will kind of serve as as the moderator for the for the conversations, which, according to Rick, ain't going to take much. I mean, you just just <laughs> give uh, one of them. All of those guys are such great storytellers. So think about those those three Mississippi football legends plus the greatest sports writer ever in the history of Mississippi: mm-hmm. um, John Bond, Archie Manning, Brett Favre, and Rick Cleveland, and four people. Yeah. So, uh, and and you auction. There's a there's a place to go to bid. It's extratable.org. Okay. Uh, you can click on uh, Mary Mississippi. It'll take you to the auction link. It's a it's a, a online charity auction okay. deal. Okay. Uh, Extra extratable.org. That's right. And uh, until eight p.m. tonight, it's open. And here's the thing, too. I I want if you're listening, this is all fun. 
but it's not happening unless it's for a really, really good cause. So tell me yeah. what Extra Table is. So Extra Table is a nonprofit I started 10 years ago. where This is our 10th anniversary. And basically, in its most simple terms, we partner with Cisco, the food service distributor. Uh, we kind of take business principles into the nonprofit world. And we, uh, we take advantage of their purchasing power, their inventory, and their delivery system. And uh, we purchase food, and deliver it to food agencies, soup kitchens, and mission pantries all across the state of Mississippi. Um, we raise money. Uh, I planted our flag on two things when I started Extra Table. One, um, that 100% of the money we raise for food is always going to go to food. We're not going to take care of administrative costs, anything like that. We'll raise that money separately. So 100% of the money we raise goes to purchase food, and we purchase wholesale and in bulk. And so our, you know, if you wanted to go to the grocery store and spend five hundred dollars to take down to Stewpot in downtown, we can take that same five hundred dollars and fill up two carts. Okay, you know, wow. um, the second uh, founding principle is that it's always going to be healthy food because Mississippi actually we used to be number one in, in food insecurity. We're actually about forty seven now. We've moved up a little bit, so we're making progress. Okay, um, but we're also number one in obesity, and a lot of people have problems like. Somebody's eating something somewhere. I mean, what's going on here? But the problem is those two always go hand in hand. I mm-hmm. had to learn this. And uh, people that don't have enough money uh, to lead a proper diet are basically living out of a convenience store. Yeah. And they're buying the cheapest sugar-filled drinks they can get and snack foods. Mm-hmm. And people are living off that. And so you've got 270,000, I'm sorry, 670,000 Mississippians who suffer from food insecurity, but about 225,000 kids who eat a school breakfast and a school lunch and then don't eat again until the next day. Mm. It's it's a real thing in Mississippi, a real, real thing. And so what we do is that the, uh, every, the last Wednesday of every month, we take the money we've collected, we purchase food, and we ship it out to 40 different agencies all across the state. We ship 14 tons a month right now is what we're shipping to 40 different agencies. And what we found is that there are a lot of agencies out there getting food to those who need it. Uh, the problem is, is they run out of food a lot. So we didn't try to reinvent uh, the wheel here. We just uh, took advantage of the people who were who were already getting food to people who need it, and we're just raising money for them. So we go into these places a lot of times, and they're a little suspicious. We said, you know, we want to raise money, help you mm-hmm. help get food on your shelves, and they're saying, well, how much is it going to cost us? We said, it's not going to cost you anything. We just want to ship you food. Well, do you want our donor list? No, we don't want your donor list. We're going to raise money. We're going to ship you food, and, w- and once we start – and we're shipping healthy food, too. So we're mm-hmm. shipping low-fat proteins, low-sugar fruits, healthy grains, low-sodium vegetables. And, um, you know, that that's what we do. That's what Extra Table does. It's a, it's an amazing little charity. They run out of a, a borrowed corner of my office in Hattiesburg. It's a statewide uh, agency run with one person wow. and some volunteer help. And That's incredible. And so all of the money raised for this, this is a tax-deductible dinner. You can, you can go to dinner with Archie Manning, Brett Favre, John Bond, and Rick Cleveland all in the same room, you and three of your friends, and it's tax-deductible. And write it off. And, and I'm cooking dinner. We're going to have five courses. For those who partake, you're going to have wine and booze and the whole thing. I mean, it's we're going all out. We're doing it in the wine room of the Purple Parrot. So it's a private room. And it's just going to be those eight people. I might sneak in every once in a while. I wanna, I, wouldn't My, you love to be a fly on the wall at that dinner? You can, because I'm going to tell you, all three of those guys, all four of those guys, are great storytellers. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so for for two or three hours, you're going to be in this intimate setting with these legends 
just eating, drinking, and talking football. Yeah. I mean, and he, when, when you said you might sneak in, yeah. like the chances of you sneaking in are 100%. 100%. Uh, uh, they, they might even be 95% that I actually take a seat. <laughs> and just, you know, because somebody has to talk them through what they're oh, eating sure, and yeah, stuff. So, right. sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to make sure the service is right. It's, it's your speaking, house, man. That's yeah. right. Hey, speaking of, of the menu and – how do you decide what you're going to prepare for guys like John Bond yeah. and Archie Manning and Brett Favre? Well, I feed Brett pretty often. Brett's in there a lot. He's a friend in uh, our breakfast place, uh, the Midtowner. You've been. Yeah, it's um, great. We, uh, he's in there a good bit. And, and so he and I have done a couple of charity things where, where he and I will do a dinner together for the Catholic Church down there. He loves char-grilled oysters. Oh, he doesn't okay. eat oysters at any other time, but he loves char-grilled oysters. So that'll probably be a part of it. And uh, I think prime rib, because we really specialize in prime rib down there. Okay. We'll do a big, thick 16-ounce prime rib. That'll be Hold in. But time, out, time out. Yeah. Look, Roger's drooling yes. right now. <laughs> so lick it up, Roger. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we'll have soups and salads and everything. You know, we'll do some fish items. It says five courses on the on the auction description but you know we'll do six or seven we're gonna we're gonna there no one's gonna leave hungry they'll leave miserable uh, at least (laughs) stomach wise but but their hearts and soul will be filled with uh great football stories that's great uh robert st john chef author on your radio right now plenty to talk about you're gonna stay with us the whole hour because there's a a lot going on i want to reiterate if you just clicked on the radio Listen, he's telling you right now there is an auction going on for a dinner of a lifetime for you as a sports fan. Right now it's uh, extratable.org. That's right. Click on Mississippi Memories, and it'll take you to the online auction. Okay, and you can uh, you can bid online to be one of four people, or I guess you and four others, or, or mm-hmm. you and three others. Yeah, actually Mary Mississippi, not Mississippi Memories. Okay, okay, Mary Mississippi yeah. at, the, at the website, extratable.org. And you can have dinner, sit down. Robert St. John is going to prepare food for you and Brett Favre and Archie Manning and John Bond and Rick Cleveland. And all you have to do is sit and eat and listen. Yeah, and bring I mean, your stuff to get autographed. Yeah, so we're going to continue uh, to remind. Uh, but I just I, I had a question, uh, Robert. The, the number to me is staggering. When you go a quarter of a million children yeah. in this state that A, don't have enough to eat, mm-hmm. And B, when they do eat, it's not healthy. It's not what they need. A quarter of a million children. So I started to ask yeah. you, you know, why would you, you know, jump into that um, space to that need? But I think I, I'm answering it just by stating the need, the numbers. Well, I was be honest with you, and I'm, I'm going to tell it myself here. I'm, I was a little skeptical. I got a call from a food agency ten years ago in Hattiesburg called Edward Street Fellowship Center. They were feeding about 800 families a month, and they had completely run out of food. And they called me up and said, can you help? Can you help? We have people coming in, 800 families a month at the time. It's up to 1,200 now. Wow. But uh, their shelves were empty. They said, can you help us? And and I said, sure. And I figured the quickest, best, easiest way to help would be just call my Cisco rep, Mm. who, who we purchased food from, put together an order, and have the truck drop ship it to this agency. I did that, and that's kind of how the idea started. And and so I started thinking, you know, I bet if there were an easier way to do this, that more people would give. And uh, but to be honest with you, I was a little skeptical that there was even a hunger problem mm. in Mississippi. I thought, you know, I get some Central American third world country maybe has a hunger, problem, but certainly not here in America. 
And so I kind of went on a fact-finding mission, and it didn't take long at all before I visited two or three of these agencies and saw that it is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, like I said earlier, 670,000 people in Mississippi suffer from food insecurity, over a quarter million kids, but 125,000 seniors. Mm-hmm. And so you've got you've got people who are retired and uh, on up in age who right now are trying to figure out can I pay the light bill or can I go to the grocery store? Wow, you know and that's a real thing. And and it's it's the other segment are like single moms out there. I grew up with a single mom. You know, I ne- I never you can look at me. I never missed a meal. But there's so many out there who are mm. single moms who are holding down two jobs that just need a little help making ends meet or soup kitchens where they're deliver- delivering meals on wheels. And things like that. And so that's how um, I started Extra Table. My eyes were open. But but what I also saw is that so many of those places are um, worked and, and operated from food drives, which they won't tell you and they shouldn't tell you. Uh, they won't tell you that that's the most inefficient way to feed mm-hmm. those in need. Because unfortunately, you wouldn't do it. Roger wouldn't do it. But but a lot of people just use that as an opportunity to clean out the the cabinet. And so what I saw mm-hmm. when I was traveling around to these places is that there was stuff like blueberry pie filling on the shelves and stuff like that. And if you're a kid getting out of school and you're not going to eat again till you go to school the next day, you don't need blueberry pie filling. Yeah. Sounds pretty so, good, though. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I said, we've got to have healthy food. We've got to have real food. So we've got chicken and and uh, tuna and things like that for good, healthy proteins. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, that's what we do. It's just we we sh- it's simple. We raise money. We take that money. We use 100% of the money we raise for food to purchase food, healthy food, and we ship it to agencies who are getting it out there to the people. That's really incredible. That's Extra Table is the name of the uh, the nonprofit, and you can participate. Again, extratable.org, and uh, there's an auction going on. It began this morning. It's going on until 8 p.m. tonight where you have a chance to uh, bid on the opportunity to have dinner with Archie Manning, Brett Favre, John Bond, the original number 13. Who cares about Dan Marino? And you, could, you could probably talk mad into coming down there. Yeah. Well, I'll come down and, and film it. How about that? Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's a really neat thing. And Robert St. John, who's behind all this and I guess founded Extra Table. Yeah. Uh, again, how long ago was that? Uh, Ten years ago. Ten this years. is our 10th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So um, y'all need to get involved if you can. And listen, if you're listening right now and you want to talk with us, phone lines are open. Divinity Equipment phone line, wide open to you. So hit me up. Here's a number, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Also, text the show 885-ESPN. Or eight eight five three seven seven six. It's also Roger's birthday. Call and sing to him during the commercial break. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to pick Robert's brain on these uh, Charbroiled oysters. All right, let's hey, do can, it. Can you do those at home? Yeah, yeah, we do. I have parties at my house a lot of times. We just cook it out on the uh, gas grill out there. Very easy. So probably the hardest part of doing charbroiled oysters is shucking the oysters. Yeah. You know how to shuck oysters. You got no problem. So a real easy way to do this is. We use a butter-flavored margarine product uh, that we purchase uh, called Butter It. Yeah, yeah. We don't use butter. I use butter in everything everything I do, but but <laughs> this this works better uh, using uh, – it's a product we buy at the restaurant called Butter It. But if you can find a butter-flavored liquid margarine, then what you want to do, you go ahead and you shuck your oysters, 
have the fire hot, you put them on the grill, um, spray a little water, and get a water in a squirt bottle, and that's going to add, because you lose a little oyster liquor when you're, when you're putting them on there. Spray a little water on there, but that's also going to start steaming up when it gets hot, helps cook those oysters. And then just drizzle some of that uh, butter-flavored margarine over the top, oil, um, and then Parmesan cheese with a little uh, garlic powder, just a little, and some parsley on the top of that. Mm. And then once that's on there, let that cook for just a little bit, and then go back over with a little of that butter, let them flame up, and they'll cook in there. You don't want to cook them all the way. You want them still a little plump Cooking and about halfway done, and that's it. You just yeah. pull them off, and people... Wish we, I had uh, math now. we catered a wedding uh, a month or so ago and set up uh, a big station where we were char grilling oysters and we did oyster shooters and chucking raw oysters. Nice. And everybody wanted the char grilled oysters. Yeah. We do that at Crescent City Grill. We've been Best doing single bite of food out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I was thinking too, we need to have a little fun with Robert. He'll forget it between now and then, but at Christmas, Roger, you and I need to send him a fruitcake. Uh, oh, no. The one that I threw out of my car window in 1977 probably still there. is probably still in the ditch <laughs> on 37th Avenue in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It looks exactly the same. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The raccoons won't even touch it. No, we were saying. no, no, no. <laughs> I'll, eat no. A, I'll eat one. Even the Claxton, that's what I consider your basic fruitcake. Right? Uh, <laughs> look, you know you're a fruitcake connoisseur when you know the the makers and, uh, you know, can name the different flavors, Roger. I mean, I'm learning something new about you every day, it seems like. Well, that Jack Daniels fruitcake. <laughs> you fond of it? Yeah, well, I, I remember something about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. All right, just getting started. Here on a Monday with you, with Robert St. John in studio, in the Farm Bureau studio. Ian Jackson, a long ways to go. Stick around. On the show, live in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I'm Matt. Robert St. John is here, and it is Roger's birthday. We're going to sing to him later, off the air. Here's a text that says, best fruitcakes in the world come from, is it Elon Burgers or Island Burgers Bakery in Palestine, Texas? The Texas pecan cake is to die for. I'll be on that website soon. All right. He's going to be Googling uh-huh. that soon. You know, I, I have a, uh, there was a story. My mother's side of the family all comes from Nashville. And uh, I was always told my great-grandmother made these amazing fruitcakes. And I heard this from my grandmother. And uh, she made them, and they went to congressmen in Washington and all. She was just known all over Texas for her fruitcakes. And I heard this for years and years and years and years and years. And then later in life, as I started writing this food column I do, uh, I wanted to research it. And my grandmother got me her recipe. So finally, I said, all right, I'm going to have the secret 
to the world's greatest fruitcake. But the thing was, it was on some kind of like back of a church bulletin, and and it had one tea glass of flour, you know, uh, and yeah. and four coffee cups of sugar. I mean, it was that, there was no way to, to exactly. recreate the uh, the fruitcake, which is probably in the end a, a better thing. Uh, a if, better it, thing. if the world has less fruitcakes, it's a better world. Uh, I mean, to ask you something, you, yes, sir. You on Bo's show once were talking about bacon, mm-hmm. and we love bacon. Yeah, and you said the best bacon in the world, and I forgot the name. Alan Benton. My friend Alan Benton, and uh, you go to Benton'sHams.com, and he's up in Tennessee in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. He's a guy named Alan Benton, and he he does bacon and ham like our great-great-great-grandparents did it uh, when they didn't have all these methods. And, you know, his bacon is cured for probably, I don't know, six, eight months. Really? You know, yeah, and commercial bacon goes through in a twenty-four hour deal yeah. wow. with a chemical liquid thing and everything. It's the absolute best uh, you'll ever eat. Restaurants all over the country, fine dining restaurants from French Laundry in uh, Napa Valley to um, Per Se in New York and everywhere in between use Benton's. But he is the guy. He's the Lord Almighty of bacon. Alan Benton. in America. Bentonhams.com. Yeah. Yeah, BentonHams.com. Just you can Google. Uh, we should Benton's make a bacon. documentary about him and title it "The Alan Benton po- uh, Project." You know, uh, like Alan I got Bo- it. I got it. I got it. I screwed Wouldn't that up. I obscure eighties music. I knew where you were going with that, though. <laughs> All right, Jason on the text line says um, uh, he lives in. He's a Mississippian mm-hmm. serving our country in the military. He's in Flagstaff, Arizona. Thank under about, you, Jason. He's under about thirty inches of snow right now in Flagstaff. Wow. But he texted the show, and he says, where do I donate? Plenty of food, uh, desserts in Mississippi to add to poor problems. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Extratable.org. Um, there's a place to donate there. And uh, what we really love, because, again, we use, when people donate for food, we use 100% of that donation. And we purchase food. We purchase wholesale in bulk, and it's all healthy food. And if you want to do a one-time donation, it can be 5 20 whatever you want to do, or you can you can do a little bit a month and and, yeah. and we'll take that. I mean every what you can be assured of is that we are going to get the food to the people who need it and it's going to be healthy food that they need. Tyler on the uh, text line sends us a picture with the caption: "Tell Robert that his meatloaf is popular today." Twelve twenty-five and it's all gone. The oh, Midtowner oh. in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and and there's the placemat. He is yeah. enjoying lunch at the Midtowner. Today. Sorry, Tyler, but uh, <laughs> you know the meatloaf and fried chicken are the two big sellers there. And uh, if we have a run, um, you know, you only make so much. We make it fresh right. uh, for the day. And if we have an early run on it, uh, hey, sorry Tyler. about that, buddy. But hey, let me tell you what's going to make that. Get your butt better. out of bed and what? get there early. Wrap it Tyler. up in Benton's bacon. Oh, <laughs> hey, that would be outstanding. True, that would be great. Um, let's do the phone line here. We have not heard from Chicken Hawk in a little while, but I think the Chicken Hawk's alive and well. Chicken Hawk. I'm back in the saddle again. What's up, Chicken Hawk? Where a friend is a friend. That ain't the right song. It's, well, it's going to have to be because Roger's the producer, not you, yeah, and it's Roger's birthday. Right, but look at what I'm getting to that. You don't tell Roger phone, what to do. Right, but the song that I wanted Roger to do, I told him three weeks ago, is that I'm back. Three? The saddle again. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I'm the, back. The, 
Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Oh, well, I totally hey, missed that I, one. Sorry, man. You got hey, me on that listen, one. Listen, Chicken Hawk, time out. You expect Roger to remember something from three weeks ago? Are you serious? We, we talked about it, though. We talked about it. We, we talked. I've been in the hospital, Bubba. That's where I've been. I missed you the Aerosmith part. Down. That's all. I've been down for three weeks. Thank everybody for praising, uh, praying for me. Hail State, all glory go to Jesus. But look at here. I've been to do something for you right here because I had to get, you know, me and Lou Bell, you know, I got the most beautiful wife, you know. She's right up there with, uh, with, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, the H, uh, HQ. Mm-hmm. But look at here. Lou mm-hmm. Bell, you know, she teaches, she teaches school over here at Forest. And for them people to school up north, that's F-O-R-E-S-T, Forest. I always have to spread it for these children. Well, look at him. She bought me an early Christmas present, and I thought I was going to just raise and just drive people crazy. But look at him. This is for you. But mainly, look at I. This here is a Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboy Blue with the star and the number four and Dak and Prescott sign signature with a oak handle. And it's got to be the loudest one. Hold on. <laughs> Ring it! Is that boy. Just don't bring it to Nashville. Hey, is that bad boy there? Hey, is that bad boy there ready? This is ready to go. You are okay, re- you are, you are ready to go. Sounds like to no, me. I'm not yet. I got you. Got to let me do this right here, real quick. All right. I'm not as pretty, and not as pretty, but you've seen I think pictures of me when I played football. You know, Lupe, I think mm-hmm. showed you. Biggin. I used to have a girlish figure, long blonde, pretty hair. Mm-hmm. But now you go. Happy birthday. the chicken hawk over and out <laughs> i'm telling my ears are bleeding right about now um chicken hawk I, I appreciate your spirit man it's good to hear from you again glad you're back yeah what's the best way to cook a chicken hawk no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> have never cooked one yeah chicken chicken hawk's the, the one who called in earlier this year admitted to picking up a dead hawk on the side of the road and then we had a game warden call in. I was said, about to say that. I think that's federal. It, it? is yeah. quite illegal to <laughs> yeah. possess one of those. So we backtracked and all that. Even a dead one. Even a dead yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even pick it up. Yeah, his limit was alive at one point. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Robert St. John in our studio here, the Farm Bureau studio, talking about an event that's going on, a Mississippi football legends dinner. Yeah. And Archie Manning, Brett Favre, John Bond, and Rick Cleveland – all at the same table, and somebody listening right now has the opportunity to join them. They just got. They need to go to the website extratable.org. That's right. Go to extratable.org and click on the Mary Mississippi link. It'll uh, and then right down at the bottom of that, you'll see a charity auction uh, link. And you go there. You bid online. Uh, when I came in here, I'm not even. I'm not even sure what the bid was at that. But the best thing, what I would do if I were bidding on this, is I would get three of my friends. And what would be cool if you had a state fan, an Ole Miss fan, a USM fan, and then just a general sports fan, yeah. and everybody kick in even amount. And so, because it's four people that get to go to this dinner. And so everybody could chip in. You don't have to pay the whole amount. Yeah. You know, everybody kick in eight, nine hundred, but I don't know. I'm not sure where the bid is now, but, um, kick yeah. in a little bit. And so it's, it's you and three of your friends 
with these four guys. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of Mississippi sports where those four people have sat in a room and shared a meal together in such an intimate setting. I mean, and you're talking about, you know, three quarterbacks who you can say their name in any corner or nook and cranny of this state and everybody knows exactly who you're talking about, tells stories about them, tells stories of where they were when he threw that pass and when Brett did yeah. this and when Bond yeah. beat Bama and when Archie played with a cast on. And, it's and when John crazy. beat LSU four years in a row. Yeah. Only quarterback to ever do that. Yeah. I tried. I tried. <laughs> it wouldn't let me on the field, John. It wouldn't let me on the field. I was pulling for you. <laughs> and Mom, too. Still going. Y'all stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Hey, listen, if you're listening live right now in the middle of the day in uh, Jackson, Central Mississippi, surrounding areas, understand that there is uh, potentially bad weather headed this way. I know that some warnings and watches uh, as we get into hour number two gonna you know continue to kind of monitor that uh, Roger uh, will help me and I'll try to help Roger so that if there's anything uh, really urgent and then we can pass that along and of course uh, it'll take over it'll take over and right. let them know right uh-huh. okay so which is more important uh, than anything we're talking about anyway too we want to make sure people are safe today if weather or tornadoes or anything like that comes through here all right, so welcome back in, uh, wrapping up the first hour. So we've got a ways to go on today's show. Uh, I'm Matt Rogers here. It's his birthday, and Robert St. John in the studio with us. Noted, notable, famous chef and author. Never had a celebrity come see me on my birthday. I know it, on your birthday. Happy birthday, Roger. We, you still haven't had a celebrity come see you on your birthday. Here we yeah, if y'all could have been setting here. the bar low here. Yeah, we had the Wayne Newton thing in recent weeks, and <laughs> when when Roger came walking up, I th- I thought for sure it was coming out of his mouth was, "Hey, the first time I met Robert was, uh, yeah, but but uh, no, that's our first right meeting, here, which is really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, this right room, here today, right here, well, right here in this room. Yeah, early. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's right. When I asked you know Robert if he could come today, he says, "Where is it?" I start telling him. He goes. Oh, yeah, I suppose old studio. I said, yeah, I should have just said that <laughs> yeah. from the get-go. Yeah, that's what the guys call it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to ask you something, uh, Robert. This is uh, – spring a big, broad question on you, so feel free to think about it if you need okay. to. Okay, question right. about a large woman? No, not, okay. a, not about a large woman. Um, key to success. Right. Okay, so you own and operate multiple restaurants. There are some people who have done that, but they haven't been successful. Mm-hmm. You have been. Mm-hmm. You've written books that have been bestsellers. Um, you um, you seem to have a knack for uh, being in the right space at the right time and, and having products that people just want and are kind of drawn to. Right. What's the key to success? Uh, passion. In a word, uh, passion and the thing, and, and that's the rest. We have six restaurants and two bars. Restaurant, the restaurant business is brutal. Yeah. Bankers hate restaurants because uh, the failure rate is just tremendous. Uh, it's like ninety percent are gone within five years. Independent restaurants, um, but as soon I flunked out of Mississippi State in about nineteen eighty one, 
went back down to Hattiesburg and started working in a restaurant. And it's one of those things, fell in love with it instantly. It's like, not not this is what I wanted. It's like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh-huh. So I started managing the delicatessen during the day, working as a waiter at night, went back to school uh, at USM, got a degree in uh, what they called hotel restaurant administration back then. But I was so eat up with it. I would... And as soon as I got out of class, I'd go to the library, read the trade magazines, the restaurant business magazines, uh, go to work, waiting tables. And then I'd stay up till two and three in the morning, designing restaurants, doing menu. That's just what I wanted to do. And it's still what I do. I've been, mm-hmm. we've been open, uh, 30, this is, uh, we're about to hit 33 years, um, from the time we opened our first restaurant, the Purple Parrot. And, um, I love it. I mean, it's, it's really, the restaurants are kind of my hobby and, and I'm passionate about it. And so, I think that's, you know, I think success follows passion every time. Yeah. And everything else that ca- I really, to be honest with you, Matt, I wanted to open one restaurant. That's it. That's all I, I really set my sights out to do. I wanted to open a restaurant so I could wear shorts and T-shirts to work every day. That's <laughs> why I never wanted to wear a tie. Amen. That was that was really my goal. And then from there came, that's you know, you the started books. in radio, too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started in radio because I love music, and I started in the restaurant business because I loved it. But, you know, the books came from that. I never planned on doing a book, and that just kind of – that's a whole other story. The TV show came out of that, and then these travel things. I mean, everything has – you know, I've been very fortunate, and I think business-wise what I've done is just surround myself with people who are smarter than I am and who are more talented than I am, kind of set the goals, and steer the shipping, and then get out of the way and let them – let them do the deal. And I've just been very fortunate and blessed and uh, just, you know, love. Here's the deal. This is what I told my son. This is a few years back. He wants to get in the restaurant business too. But about three or four years ago, he wasn't sure. We are riding down the road one day. He said, Dad, what do you think I ought to do when I grow up? I said, well, son, you know, whatever it is, don't make it about the money. Mm-hmm. Don't make it about the money. Just find a thing you, you like to do, and then if you can get paid for it, that it's you know all that much better and then i said this and and i had never even had the thought and i was hearing myself saying it's the first time i had thought about it but i said son here's the deal i've had that re- at the time I, I you know it was like 28 years you know i've had that restaurant 28 years i said son i've never once gotten up in the morning not once and gone oh i gotta go to work i don't want to go to never one and and as i said that it hit me as like Oh, you know what? I never have because I, I just, I just what I love to do. And, you know, when we travel, that's, it's all about, you know, restaurants and stuff. It's just kind of my hobby. So the key to, to me is just, you know, passion, find something you're passionate about and you'll eventually be successful. And, and it's not that, you know, I'm, I'm 58 year old man, but I opened that restaurant when I was 26. I worked 90 hours a week for the first four years in the kitchen and paid myself $12,000 a year. But the, the secret is, had I had the money, I would have paid somebody to do it. I was doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I lived in a one-room garage apartment uh, behind my grandmother's house till I was 30 years old. You know, And so you just do what it takes to, to do, and, and eventually, hopefully, things work out. But the problem with the restaurant business is so many people, there's no other business quite like the restaurant business. Everybody kind of romanticizes it. You see the Food Network and all the stuff, and everybody has these great dreams that, you know, they're going to open a restaurant, and on Friday night they're sitting out at Table 5, the corner table, you know, mm-hmm. basking in the glory of all their customers. And 
And, you know, he, uh, you got a guy, you know, Joe cooks a good steak in his backyard and all his buddies say, hey, Joe, you need to open up a restaurant. That's yeah. a great steak. Well, Joe opens up a restaurant and he learns real quickly that cooking a good steak is about 5% of what you need to know in a restaurant. <laughs> and instead of sitting at the corner table on Friday yeah. night, uh, he's, the dishwasher didn't show up and at two in the morning he's taking out a greasy match, you know, out back. It's, and if it really goes south, you wind up on, uh, Gordon Ramsay's show and he's pulling rats out of your freezer. Oh, that's I, a lot. I don't know why anybody <laughs> would agree to be on that show. Although I guess for free, they redo yeah. your restaurant for free. So maybe it's worth, uh, but maybe. nothing's ever going to come good at that. No. It's like being on one of those Jerry Springer shows. You yeah. know, there's no way you're going to go on that show it and it's going to, it's going to be a good representation yeah, of you. They're not bringing you on Springer to praise you, no, man. That's not, not why you're going. Uh, Davini Equipment phone line, Ben hanging on. Is he in Star? Is that what it says? He's yeah. in Star, Mississippi. I hey, Ben. Just drove through there. What's up, Ben? Hey. Since you, you know, from a player standpoint, like this year, you know, like when Ole Miss brought in Rich Rod and they had to go through the, you know, learning his system and everything. And you know, granted, they started with you know with a bunch of a bunch of freshmen that had to learn the terminology and the blocking schemes and everything else. Would it be any easier this second go round with Levy because they're familiar with the terms and the you know how to block and all this? Yeah. Ben, would it be any easier? You know, it won't be the train wreck it was for the first half of the year, will it? Yeah. Ben, i tell you what I'm going to do. i got about three minutes left with uh, Robert St. John. I wrote down your name and your question so that I can remember it. I'm going to come back and start hour two. That is a question that came up uh, in a speaking engagement I had on Friday at a Kiwanis club. We were watching film, and an Ole Miss fan kind of brought up the same dynamic or it led us into that conversation so I've got thoughts that are going to take a little bit more than three minutes. I appreciate your question. If you'll listen to the start of hour two, I'll address it then. Ben, thanks for hanging on, buddy. All right. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. I'll get to that. I'm going to listen to that. I want to, I want to know the answer to that question. Yeah, you know, the freshman thing is often overlooked that I think how steep a curve it is sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, what, what they're capable of. It's what mentally, what can yeah. they pull off, you know, and the speed of the game going on at the same time. And right? It's a whole different deal than high yeah. school. So yeah. we'll get into that in some in hour number two. I just wanted, before we ran out of time, Robert, to reiterate with you, uh, you're you're in town today, but there's something going on today that you're really passionate about. One more time for people who may have just clicked on the radio, extratable.org, they can go to a dinner that's unlike anything else. Yeah, so this dinner, we're auctioning off uh, in, in an online auction for a, 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 the winning bidder plus three of his or her friends. So for four people, you can bid on a dinner. Uh, in the Purple Parrot Wine Room, a private uh, room, very nice, five-course dinner. We're calling it the Mississippi Football Legends Dinner. This dinner is with you three of your friends and Archie Manning, Brett Favre, John Bond, and Rick Cleveland. So those four gentlemen and your four in the party at an eight-top, maybe a nine-top if I show up. Um, <laughs> if. Yeah. <laughs> Tin top match and, would well, be yeah, I got to take care of the food. You know, That's we got to make right. sure and talk them through the food courses. <laughs> so it's going to be multiple courses, but uh, an unbelievable once in a lifetime dinner for for a Mississippi sports fan. No matter what school you follow, you know everybody admires and respects 
these guys. And so the storytelling that's going to be going on that covers, you think about that, Archie in the late 60s all through the 70s with the Saints. You got John Bond in the 80s. Then you got Brett in the 90s and the early 2000s. So you're covering four decades of Mississippi football, and Rick Cleveland has written about it all. Yeah, It's going to be a great dinner. So go to extratable.org, click on Mary Mississippi. It'll take you to the online auction. There it is, extratable.org. That's Robert St. John. Um, the next time I have you on, we're going to talk about the new project that's going on in town here uh, at uh, Fondren. In Fondren, yeah. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, so radio then restaurants, then books, and now movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. And a, and a bowling alley. And a bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. I, just can't I love wait. that. Jackson needs one. Hey, thanks so much. Matt, thanks for everything you do. You and your family have a Merry Christmas. Roger, happy birthday, my thanks, friend. Buddy. That's Robert St. John, Hour 2, coming up. Stick around. Here.